Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, Porch community, and welcome to episode 98 of the 167 podcast. I'm Shannon Patterson, the lead pastor of the Porch Community Church. And as always, I'm here with my good friend, Josh Harrell, our media pastor. Hey, Josh, how's it going? Pretty good, Shannon. How's it going? It's going good. Yeah. Did I do something different? Did I say, oh, normally I just say, hey, Josh. Yeah. And you asked me how's it going. Yeah. 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 Well, that just proves to people that it's not a prepackaged yeah, it's not, uh, intro. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's not... And I don't just say it without thinking. <laughs> I make sure saying it goes with what you say. Hey, we are getting very close to episode 100. I, I know. have no idea what we're going to do for uh, it. I don't, uh, I don't so know either. We will go through 100 points on... No, I'm just kidding. People are like, nope, don't listen to that we, one. We, we should do a podcast on like Sunday night or something. 100 reasons to... I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, 100 well, things wrong with your faith. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. Um, you know, I know the people in Central Florida or Southern Central Florida. I don't even know how to do the the um, compass on that one. Um, have been hit pretty hard, but um, we've kind of come out unscathed. And you know, I go, why did we cancel school? But they didn't know. So you yeah. know. And once they cancel it, they can't call people back. No. <laughs> Mallory, Mallory was like, are they going to ask us to come back on Friday? And I was like, no, they, they can't do that. So Yeah, yeah, because yeah, like, some people I know went like, all right, we're out of town. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I know people started looking at flights like, hey, maybe I'll go see some people. But Yeah. Um, so we are trucking along in this Leviticus series. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess before we get into that, um, one thing that's a little bit different um, is we had one service on Sunday, yep. a 1030 service, and mm-hmm. we shared communion together. And, um, you know, after after talking with the staff and with the ministry board and even uh, our, our serve team leaders, leaders the yeah. specific leaders, um, I just felt it was really, I think it's a, a this time of season that we're in, I just felt like it was a good time for us to, while we're able to do it, is for, for us to all be together in one worship service for a period of time. Yeah. Um, and just kind of kind of bring everyone together and, and you know, be looking ahead and looking into how, how we can do ministry better in our community and for and with one another. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, uh, I, I look forward to that, and and really the the end goal is uh, let's kind of you know it's almost like if you're having well no that's a really bad example so I don't want to use that one uh, <laughs> I was about to say if you're having problems in your family you don't want to invite people over to dinner but we're not having problems in our family no. so that was a really bad example yeah that's a bad so, example um, I mean you're probably tempted to just go and like delete that out because then people might be like oh are there really problems but no there's not um, but you know we've seen this consistent um, Okay, if you're a plumber out there listening to this, um, you know stuff about plumbing, and you know trends in plumbing. I don't know yeah. if there are trends in plumbing. I think I'm sure there are. Pretty, yeah, um, if you are an educator, um, you know, trends and you keep education. up in education. Um, you've seen the results of uh, the post-COVID, mm-hmm. post-pandemic, really not COVID because COVID's here, but you know it's like the flu. It's here. But the post-pandemic shutdown results, yeah, you know, those kinds of things. Well, in the church world, 
we keep up with things like that and trends and and stuff that's going on in the world and and one of the couple of things we've seen um and this is like a a, an american a north american uh western hemisphere uh deal in Mm -hmm. churches Mm -hmm. uh with christianity is that um about a third of people who were going to church before the shutdown the pandemic shutdown just didn't really come back around. Yeah. And not, and, not and like they gonna... weren't really connected to begin with. Or maybe they were, but they just were like, oh. And so there's like a... The, so when things finally open back up, there's a two-thirds back. And, um, you know, we've seen that. I talked to yeah. a lot of peers and, and colleagues and stuff. And, and I know you do as well. And we watch mm-hmm. stuff and read stuff. And so we're like, hey, let's take this time when everybody every church is in this like kind of let's let's uh, regroup and let's really be about ministry you know check our motives on stuff and yeah. be like let's don't be so inwardly focused that we're really you no know, outwardly good yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know anyway i'm going on and rattling on but so that's kind of the decision we made we're like so let's do 10:30 while we can numerically mm-hmm. and all be together have that vibe and then, you know, from that, the healthy spiritual growth comes yeah. from that. And it's something that uh, you said even before we launched the porch. Uh-huh. Uh, the porch, is, the way the porch is going to do things, we're going to do things with excellence, and we're going to review it often. Mm-hmm. And yep. that, And that's what this is. It's, keep it simple. Keep it simple. Do it with do excellence. Do it with excellence. Review, review it, it often. often. And and that mm-hmm. fault, what's happening here is falling in that line yeah. of... Yeah, we've been we've been doing two services since I joined the porch in 2014. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, 2014, and so we just all we've always done it, and it just got to a point where well, let's review mm-hmm. and see if there's something different that might have just as much impact or better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that's what this is. Yeah, yeah, it's just a, it's just a review on something that that we are doing and mm-hmm. say. Does it stand the test of time, or are we just doing it because it's what we've been doing? Yeah. And is there something we could try that's mm-hmm. just as good or better? Right, right. So, um, so yeah, we'll be doing 1030 for a while until, you know, numerically speaking. I mean, we only have so much square footage mm-hmm. when, the, when we need, you know, when the growth occurs. Mm-hmm. Then that's when we'll retool and go, okay, how, how do we want to expand from, from there? So, mm-hmm. so yeah. Take, Taking Christmas out, I'm going to make a prediction. So taking the two weeks out, building up to Christmas, I would say the build up to Easter is when we go back to two services. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I would have said sooner, but I don't know. I, I I'm I don't know. That, I, that, I would have said like, like uh, um, mid January. Well, see, February. statistically speaking, January and February are the lowest attended months really? of the church. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, August is the big one. Mm-hmm. So I would think, but yeah. and then yeah. Yeah, so statistically speaking, January and February are the lowest attendance. Okay, then um, I can see that. So I'm calling it. It has no (laughs) merit on anything. And if we change, like, I'm not the one that gets to decide. But Media Pastor Josh is is predicting build up to Easter is when we go back to two services. All right. Well, um, so let's jump into Leviticus. Let's do it. Um, So we've been doing this companion series along with the, because there's just so much leaves out. Really enjoyed uh, our podcast time with Justin last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, had some great conversation, and um, 
where we went uh, this past Sunday, and if you haven't uh, listened to Leviticus week five, I encourage you to go and do that, or definitely I will tell you again at the end of this to go check it out, because what we're going to look at fairly briefly today, I would think, are some reasons. So we got into um, uh, the whole clean and unclean aspect of Leviticus, which is different from the holy and unholy. Right, because... Because Justin's going to preach on that in a couple weeks. Yes, so they're they're similar, but they are different. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and and me and Justin were talking about it. Can you, uh, you know, the whole can you be holy? Because you have to be clean before you can even have the discussion of holy and unholy. Mm-hmm. So they work they work together, but they're different. Yes, correct. So so we are you know focusing on the clean and unclean, and. Um, so I, I left out a, a, a pretty good portion just for time purposes on Sunday. And, then, you know, we had communion together and everything. But in regard to, and this is a question I asked in, in last week's uh, episode, our podcast, and I've thrown it out there even during the messages in the series, is I just have this question that keeps coming up. It's like, why? Why? Why do we do all this? Why all of this? Why, why, why? And I keep asking that. And it's not like... It's not like I'm I'm not okay with the answer. It's just it seems like so much. And one of this uh, I'm not the only one that asks why because in regard to why did God set apart um different animals or practices that we could take part in that he would call clean or unclean? Um why why do that like what was the end goal for him to do that and so there's i would say maybe theories is the right word but there's some theories out there as to why mm-hmm. um now we looked at one in particular on sunday so i'm not even gonna just go and listen to leviticus week five because that's the one that i think is where we land i think mm-hmm. that's really it mm-hmm. but these others are interesting and i think they might have a, a small amount of influence in this so there's there's these reasons that that some would say theories why God made this distinction between clean and unclean. Um, and I found these to be interesting. So I thought we would, we would look at them. So, um, now I don't know, I'm not sure that any of them make full sense of these, of these distinctions, but they're interesting to look at. So one is one of the theories as to why animals and foods that can be eaten and, uh, you know, um, things to do with blood and our body or skin issues and stuff like that. Why are some things considered clean and others unclean? Well, the first theory is that it's just symbolic. It's a, it's symbolism. It's, mm-hmm. um, that it's entirely symbolic. So for instance, um, in, and this is getting into, cha- this is like a, chapters 11 through 15. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the first thing is that God, uh, sets apart, uh, the different animals you can eat, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, one is if they chew the cud, that's that's one um, example of that could be a clean animal, but their hooves also have to be parted, yeah. <laughs> split. So, so the symbolic nature of that is that, okay, well, if, if that animal chews their cud, then it's like meditating on the word of God. See, I said some of these are kind of strange. Um, so then, okay, these animals are permissible to eat. I'm starting with the the not quite really yeah. legit ones, and then moving yeah. more. Yeah, and case in point, this would be a cow. 
Yes. That, that were real, like, yes. that's first thought cow for yeah. this one. So one of the other symbolic things about this is that the parting of the hoof is like showing discernment. I don't know how, but that's what. That's what the smart people say. I don't know what that means. And so then, okay, this this animal's permissible to eat. The problem with the the symbolic view is that your basically your interpretation will go as far as your imagination will allow you to go. Yeah. You know, so you could be like, you can't eat the eagle, but you because um, we might tend to soar away from God or something, you know, <laughs> dumb like that. Um, you know, the fins on the fish keep it moving in a straight path, so we can eat the fi- like you know, you know, beware because if it can, you could end up going down these kind of bad paths as well if you have fins you can swim that way you know the scales on a fish could be like the the scales on your eyes josh yeah so you know how those don't eat a salmon because they (laughs) swim upstream (laughs) that's Um, going against the flow of christianity yeah right (laughs) or like well a parted hoof wouldn't couldn't that mean that you're double-minded you know that yeah i mean there's there's just a lot so the whole symbolism thing though that is a theory i just don't i don't see is there biblical any biblical truth to symbolism i mean there's symbolism throughout scripture but i I don't specifically for food i don't see it okay i don't see it but that is one of those like why this happens well here's the thought yeah okay Um, another one is just just being pragmatic just like you know you you have these um laws or you have these sacrificial laws um and but you can only eat certain animals you know or all right so you have sacrificial animals that are being slaughtered we talked Mm -hmm. about that then you have the food that you can actually eat and so just pragmatically um, by limiting what you can eat then you're reducing the number of animals that that you have to slaughter Mm. you know and it's like you know so PETA would love that that one you know yeah um now, but I don't think that's really a, hardly a concern for God because right. He's like, no, I want you to slaughter these bulls or these rams yeah. and all that. So, so were they allowed to eat like lamb? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because they sacrificed that. So. Right. Yes. Yes. And and yeah. So um, I I don't think that that pragmatically that was really a concern for God gotcha. because okay. animal yeah, yeah. sacrifices were costly and they were wasteful but he commanded a sacrifice every morning and every evening um and so you don't see where god is concerned about with the number of animals that we eat um lo siento to those people who um, have a problem with that um so leviticus <laughs> chapter 11 really puts there are no limits on the number of animals that you can eat only the kind of animals that you can eat um another uh pragmatic reasons might be something like okay a camel um that is, you can't eat that because um the hooves are not split or the hooves are split but they don't chew their cud i can't remember which one it is um but a camel it's more useful as a beast of burden mm-hmm. so don't kill it because it can carry heavy loads it's more or, useful than its meat right or like you know don't eat the pig because um, the amount of food that you have to feed the pig in order for it to be a viable food source. It's, right, right, it's right. disproportionate, so don't mm-hmm. do it. Um, so you put these things together, and you could see why maybe some explanations for why the laws are given as they are, but there's re- there's nothing in Scripture that gives it any kind of, of weight that goes, right. oh, okay, sure, that's a great interpretation. Um, and then it doesn't even, in that regard, it doesn't explain... Um, the animals in the wild that 
you you don't use for a purpose or you give attention to feeding. But yeah, because yeah, because yeah. it doesn't cost you to feed right. to feed a wild pig. Right, right. So now then the other one, and I think I thought this was kind of um, interesting, was just the whole aesthetic view, like the appearance of the animal itself. Is why would there be distinctions in what we can eat or not eat, or why God's people? then could not is that that you would only eat those that are pleasant in appearance which again i think goes back to you know beauties in the eye of the beholder yeah, on this one i mean a cow's not a I good mean, looking animal yeah. to look at but there's some animals i would i mean definitely that i would be repulsed if it was put down on a plate in front of me yeah i mean that i would not want to eat like eating a dog that's not really down for me but yet in some cultures yeah you know, or horses. I don't yeah. want to eat a horse. No. I'm pretty sure I ate horse meat, though, when I was in France. I was going to say Romania. No, in 1986. Yeah, back in the day. <laughs> um, I wasn't there for a long time. It sounds like I lived there, but I was there for three weeks. But yeah. not even in France for three weeks. But I'm pretty sure we were at a restaurant and we all ate some meat that seemed a little bit different than anything we had ever eaten yeah. before. So we were like, yeah, we just had horse meat. And see, I would say horse would be an animal that is pleasant to look at. It, no, exactly. Yeah. So don't, but then, but some people would do, in fact, actually eat it. But um, it's a delicacy in a lot of countries. Like, did, side note, nearly 5 million horses are slaughtered annually for food. Mm, didn't know that. Mm, yep, yep. But yep. see, when you're talking about pra- pragmatic, they'd be one of those animals that is a better work Another bearer. beast of burden, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Now, this is the one you might go. Um, Okay, this this is probably where we're headed. And it's a theological view. It's it's about like the worship of God, why is there a distinction? Um because the animals that were prohibited are are like a lot of the animals that were used in pagan worship in the nations surrounding Israel. And remember God wants to set them apart. He mm-hmm. wants them to be different. But there are other nations, plenty of other nations, that sacrificed bulls and goats, and um, which are considered clean in the Levitical law, yet they were also sacrificed by pagans in their mm-hmm. worship. So that doesn't really quite um, match what was you know, going on. Well, it's kind of like the, oh yeah, they think that that animal's holy, I want you to eat it. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. Um, there was a, there's a fish god that the Philistines had called Dagon. Um, but, uh, you know, fish mm-hmm. could, could be eaten. Yeah, fish, so, fish could be yeah, certain, so certain, certain types. fish, yes. Yeah. Um, so what you find is, so, all right, here's another one, um, is a morpho, morphological, I like that term, yeah. Mm. Um, and, and this view sees clean... Sounds like Power Rangers or something. You're right. This view sees the clean animals are those that demonstrate... This almost goes back to the eye of the beholder thing, is that demonstrate wholeness or normality. So like giraffes aren't on the table because they're they're weird looking, or a, a platypus, or yeah. you know these these strange animals. Like, and, and again, I, this is totally up to like opinion that a sheep or a goat or a cow is quote normal, but there's something not normal about a pig or a camel. You know, that's, I don't know how you make that distinction, but that's definitely one of the ways yeah. that people view it. Um, the 
there'd be like, again, like what you call typical fish in the water. I'm doing, uh, you can't see me, friends, but I'm doing doing air air quotes. quotes. Yeah. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm doing the air quotes there. Not what it means, Joe. (laughs) So, but there's something normal about some fish is what some say. But then, but when you look at a shrimp or a lobster Mm -hmm. and other animals live in the water and you're like, oh, that looks like it's from another planet or something. So, uh, you know, I could. Maybe that has merits. I don't know, but I think it's it's difficult to understand or put into categories what animals are normal or whole or right or wrong, and what is not natural about other animals. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you just yeah. can't really really do that. Um, so here is another, and and this is kind of this. You and I actually touched on this uh, a few episodes ago. Yes, um, is the whole idea of just hygiene. Mm-hmm. Of, of like literally clean and unclean. Yeah, like, I, I, yeah, that's yes. kind of where I am with yeah. it. I think God's just smarter than us. And it's like, <laughs> you haven't got to this point in science yet. Yeah. So I'm just going to so make it easy. Me. Right. So I think hygiene actually in regard to why clean and unclean, I still don't think it's the absolute reason. I think hygiene has a foot in both camps. I, mm-hmm. But it's definitely, it's like, I, I believe that yes, it is, it's there for a reason, but there's even more. And that's what we talked about in week five Mm -hmm. of Leviticus. So go and listen to it. Um, A lot of people, and and I'm there too, that you go, okay, the hygienic view of why God had these separations um, were were health reasons. I Mm -hmm. mean, they really were. You can get trichinosis from pigs we talked about that um wasn't it you were saying that like it's just just in our lifetime that you're able to eat a pork chop as you can a steak right you can have different levels of cook cook doneness of a pork chop Mm -hmm. whereas my parents and grandparents would say it has to be well done Mm -hmm. because they finally regulated the diet of a pig yes that's going to be consumed yeah i don't know if i'm saying this word right but you can get tularemia from rabbits i don't know yeah yeah. um and uh have you ever had rabbit i don't think i have i I, yeah and it's fine shh be very very quiet (laughs) i'm hunting rabbits that was my elmer fudd for that was a good one thank you thank you i've been working on it uh, tularemia, by the way, is yeah. a rare infectious disease, also known as rabbit fever or deer fly fever. I've heard of rabbit fever. There you never of course heard you of have. Tularemia. You're from Douglas. It typically <laughs> gets into your eye, um, skin, eyes, the lymph nodes, and even the lungs. It's caused by bacteria, um, and the disease mainly affects rabbits and rodents and muskrats and squirrels so if you live in the holler you might have caught make rabbit sure you fever. cook it yeah make sure you're cooking the the stuff this probably would have been great to do at the top of this episode uh-huh. is to read a little bit out of a Le- leviticus 11 go for it um so he he does this whole thing like in, ver- in verse three you may eat any animal that has completely split hooves and chew the cud you can't eat an animal that has split hooves but doesn't chew the cud, but not but I mean, he, he just goes on. So he's like, the camel chews the cud, but does not have split hooves. So it is ceremoni- ceremonially unclean for you. 
Um, so there's all these things. The marine animals, right? So we talked about the fish. There are ones you may use for food. You may eat anything from the water if it has both fins and scales, whether taken from salt water or from streams, fresh water. Mm-hmm. Um, you must never eat animals from the sea or from rivers that do not have both fins and scales. They are detestable to you, mm-hmm. says the Word of God. So no catfish. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Um, well, doesn't it have scales? No. You skin a catfish. Oh. Mm-hmm. And you skin a cat. Yeah. I mean, if you needed to. I mean, yeah. There's, um, there's more than one way. Yeah. Any marine animal, verse 12, that does not have both fins and scales is detestable. Birds are detestable. So you don't um, you don't eat a vulture. Durr. I mean, what do they eat? They eat dead things. Yeah. So, of course, you know. And, th- and that's why the hygiene thing is so, like, prevalent. Mm-hmm. Like, I really think that mm-hmm. is so pre- prevalent. Yep. Because, like, let's, let's take a shrimp versus a fish, right? Yes. Know, a fish lives off of, like, plankton and, and stuff like that and other things in the ocean. Yes. Well, a uh, shrimp is a bottom feeder that eats anything on the bottom of the ocean. Mm-hmm. And then, all right, so now you've caught... That sounds delicious. And now you've caught a fish and now you've caught a shrimp. Yep. Well, you can, you can very well clean... Uh, a fish because you understand the parts of it because of the way it looks. Mm-hmm. When you clean a shrimp, do you know that you have to take that black vein out? Mm, yeah. You know? And it's not, you know, it's not a vein, right? I, yeah. I, I, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's what I call it. Okay. It, that's not a vein. I know, but. That's the poop line. Yeah. But you got to take that's that out, you right? <laughs> you, you best. Yeah. So like, <laughs> that, I mean, it, to me, it just, it just points back more. To me, it just points to the God's got you. Uh-huh. You're, you're not where you need to be that you understand this yet. Yeah. So I just, uh, I want to know how many, I want to know the number of people who are like, I was this day old when I found out that poop in the shrimp and not a vein. I hope not many people, not many adults. So, but if to this you're podcast. out there and you are not embarrassed to tell us, please tell please, us, please let us know because we, we want to, we want to have you on the show. Um, I mean, but it gets pretty detailed because, like, for instance, when you get into uh, insects in in verses 20 and on, it's like you can eat certain winged insects that walk along the ground, but only if they have jointed legs so they can jump. So grasshoppers are in. Mm -hmm. You know, crickets are in. You know, but you couldn't eat a... um, I don't know what doesn't have a joint. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to look and see if there's any... Maybe, I didn't see any maybe that were roaches? listed. Oh, I am. Ooh, I don't know. Yeah. So there, there's these very specific things that, you know, it gets into down in verse uh, 29, animals that scurry along the ground. So that's where you talk about like your rabbits and things like that. The mole rat, mm-hmm. large lizards of all kinds. These are unclean for you, Josh. So the gecko, the monitor lizard, the common lizard, all these, they're out. Don't be eating your chameleon salad later yeah, today. Well, I mean, right? if you think about those, they, like lizards' mouths are so nasty that their <clears throat> spit is poisonous because of how much bacteria is in their mouth. Yeah. See, and there you go. Yeah. And we just, we didn't know that. So. No, you, how would you know that at 1000 BC? Yeah, yeah. And then talks about, um, you know, of course, dead carcasses and, and all these things. So that's, you know. <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah, don't go, don't go, like, the show Naked and Afraid. Mm-hmm. Like, you see these people, like, they'll, they'll come across, like, this, 
lion had just tore up this like antelope or something mm-hmm. and it'll be like two or three days later and nope. one of them will go i'm so hungry i'm gonna eat it and, nope. then, they, and then they get air air backed <laughs> bye yeah but like yeah. that i mean i i like i look at this stuff and i just go man it's just god showing how like how much we don't know about what he's created and protecting us yep. from ourselves yep yeah the the bacteria that that then you there's those those um the animals that you know burrow in the mud and stuff like you don't mm-hmm. want to get that you get worms like yeah. there's all that stuff the the bacteria all those things um and so just stay away from roadkill everyone that's not that's not yeah, okay don't go to the roadkill cafe <laughs> and we'll say it again do not eat gas station sushi or bizarre sushi at, at what they would have at the time be aware of certain meats on sticks. If it's on a roller. <laughs> if it's at the Jiffy store and it's been on a roller for more than 12 hours, according to the Bible of Joshua. Don't eat it. Don't eat it. Yeah, unless you're at Bucky's. <laughs> and then it's safe. And then it's safe. <laughs> um, so those were, those are some theories that I just really didn't have the time or, and because they don't really have the significance from scripture, mm-hmm. um, but they do address how some people view those laws and, um, and the reason for them. Yeah. Um, and of course, I, hygiene is definitely part of it, mm-hmm. but it's not the only reason. No, and so yeah. what we really got got into in Leviticus week five was the, um, the set apartness and the spiritual nature that goes with that. Mm-hmm. So it's not just about physical health, though that's part of it. It is about a spiritual health yeah. um, that God wants his people to have to be set apart. And because you got to remember they had just spent uh, 400 plus years in, in Egypt. Mm-hmm. They are, constantly surrounded by other nations with the influence of other nations he is wanting them to be so set apart so distinctly different that by their very i mean imagine if josh you know you were like all right kara adeline caroline we are heralds and heralds do not eat chick-fil-a you know, which I know would just be the worst. Like, how would you make that decision? But anyway, well, that's beside the point. That's more people say hypothetical. Yeah, such and such family will not eat McDonald's or Taco or, Bell. Yeah, Popeyes. I don't know, but anyway, but like, it's like, but we are going to be so set apart that we are not going to do what everyone else does, mm-hmm. and because of that, people notice it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and um, again, I give really bad examples off the cuff. So Chick-fil-A wasn't a good one because that's God's chicken. We know that. So I don't know. I grew up in a town where there wasn't Chick-fil-A. Uh-huh. So anytime you went out of town, yeah, you, you went had to, to Chick-fil-A. go yeah. to Chick-fil-A. Uh-huh. And I, it, I'm just now getting back to the point where Chick-fil-A is in the rotation. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so I get, I get giving up Chick-fil-A. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, but you got to think, so back to where I was trying to say, <laughs> I don't even know, is that God, he wants them to be set apart and he wants them to be healthy mm-hmm. in, in all the realms. So, yeah. But of course... The spiritual health is where they're going. So, um, yeah, that's really all I had for today's conversation was to look at that. Um, and uh, anything else you want to throw in there? No. <laughs> yeah. Um, where we're headed. Um, so, 
you know, we are going to be looking at which if I had been, if, if I were a Jewish person, I would have gotten this already, but I didn't get it and it didn't quite fit in the, in how we were going like chronologically in the book of Leviticus. But we are going to be talking about the day of atonement um, mm-hmm. this coming Sunday. And so, um, which was two Sundays past. Yeah. Which was two Sundays past the actual day of atonement that the Jewish people, um, recognize, but, um, and it's all in chapter 16. So it's the only, um, uh, week of this series where we are just hanging out in one chapter and actually 34 verses. So, um, looking at the still day of a lot to cover. it is still, I mean, it's not like, Oh, this will be so easy. We will still have a lot to talk about, but, um, that's where we're headed. So if you are reading with us and going along, um, really take in, uh, the Day of Atonement and Leviticus chapter 16 as we move on. So uh, if nothing else, I, I do want to say this. Um, our Porch Fest is coming up. I know we keep mentioning it, um, but we, it, there's a reason because we're really it's excited. It's a big deal. It. It's, yeah. You know, going back to the whole thing I said at the beginning is us re- regrouping and, and being really focused on on ministering to our community and to with and for one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what this is all about. It's not just, hey, all you porch people come to the porch fest. It's invite people you know, coworkers and their families, your neighbors, maybe some of your relatives, those people you've had some conversations with or you want to have conversation with about deeper things, more meaningful things. And this is a wonderful, wonderful opportunity to be mm-hmm. able to do that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we're not saying this is a push to get butts in our seats. No, not at all. No. We, we want people to feel the love of Christ that we feel yes. every day. Not not about butts on seats, nope. but eyes on Jesus. Yep. So that's what we're doing. So, um, hey, porch community, thanks for uh, being a part of today's episode, and uh, we look forward to seeing you on Sunday. And we're still doing the ten thirty thing, and uh, we look forward to seeing you and talking to you again soon. Yep. Josh, thank you. Thank you. All right, we'll see you guys later. See you. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the One Sixty Seven Podcast. Join us next time more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.